Okay, now this morning, listen, I'm not really big and I've named some sermons, but I want you to get this because this is the point. What memorial are we creating? What memorial are we creating? Amen? Amen. Okay, so now listen, we've been, uh, for those of you who are visiting and blah, 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 so on and so forth, let me just tell you, uh, it's been a long time now and I'm going to continue to hit hard until the Lord tells me not to, and that is we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to be going according to the early church, and what I mean by that is we need to be living our lives walking in the Spirit with signs and wonders following. We, we've, we've forgotten that. The church has, has, has been all about now, let's just do what's comfortable, you know, let's just entertain and so on and so forth. And, you know, let's get them in, let's make them feel happy and glad and then send them home and all this other stuff. That doesn't get the job done. What we need to do, my brothers and sisters, is be baptized with the Holy Ghost. We need to have the power of God flowing through us because that is the memorial that we should be leaving. There, I just said it. You can go home right now. That Nope. Lock the doors. Hallelujah. No. But no, listen, we're, part of where we've been has been in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18. Here's the scripture that you all are familiar with, those of you who have been with us now for the few weeks. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Without the Spirit of the Lord, we cannot be transformed. We cannot be changed. It takes the Word and the Spirit. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. My words are spirit and they are life. Psalm 84, 5 and 7, here's what it says, or 5 through 7. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage as they pass through the valley of Baca, they may get a spring. Their tears are falling, but they're making it a spring. Things are happening that are in the good for positive. The rain also covers it with pools. Verse 7, they go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. So you get the picture, my brothers and sisters, where we should be going. We should be going from glory to glory by the Spirit of God, strength to strength by the Spirit of God. Amen? Hallelujah. That should be the mark of my life and your life if we're born-again Christians. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. See, these, I'm giving you some scriptures that we studied that the message God brought us back in June. And here we are still. No, here we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're commanded to be strong. It is not an option. God expects you and I to be strong. But why? Because he's strong. He's strong. Yeah, but pastors, now I lost some of you already because, see, look, I'm not strong. I've got these problems. I'm weak. I'm a... See, that's the, whole, that's the great thing about our God. The more we go ahead and we follow him, the more we go ahead and humble him, we get his strength. I don't have to be strong. It's his strength in me. Hallelujah. That's why I need Holy Spirit in me. That's why I need the power of his spirit. Because it's not my power. It's not my power. It's all his. Amen? All right, so we're going to start off. I'm going to, most of what we... Uh, talk about the text today will come out of Joshua. I'm going to begin reading. Please, uh, some of this will, won't be on the board. So I'm going to begin in Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 2. Now, this is where God is commissioning uh, Joshua to lead his people. Verse 2 begins, my, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea, uh, the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be strong and good, of good courage. For to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand, that you may prosper wherever you go. Now listen, my brothers and sisters, that was a lot of words, and I hope you really followed them, but there's some things that I just really want us to, to pick out. Obviously, be strong, be courageous, be strong, be courageous. But you notice what he said, no man will be able to stand before you. No man will ever, will ever be able to stand before you. There's nothing that's going to that's gonna get in your way. There's nothing that's going to withstand you. I'm always, there will be nothing that will block the blessing. There will be nothing that will block the promises that I've made to you. No man would be able to hold that back. There's no man that can stop you. There's no man that can get in between you and I. Hallelujah. That is something to praise him about. I will not leave you or forsake you. Many of us have already heard that. We say it all the time. That's great. I will not leave you or forsake you. You've got God's promise. He will not leave you or forsake you. You shall have an inheritance. Now, we're all about that. And for many years, the main topic of a lot of charismatic churches, well, it's all about the inheritance. It's all about the prosperity. It's all about this other stuff. Yeah, but my, my brothers and sisters, the inheritance that I'm looking forward to, yeah, you know, in my father's house there are many mansions. If I were not so, I wouldn't have told you. Uh, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, you can be sure that I'm coming back to get you, that where I am, you may be also. Jesus said that, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks. Somebody else read that besides me. But here, listen, listen. So look, for me, the inheritance is not that I get a mansion in heaven or I have a room or whatever it is. I can have the shack on the back of the darn lot. I want to see Jesus. That's, my That's the inheritance I want. I want to see Jesus. I want to Jesus. I want to bow down at his feet and thank him. Oh, my Lord. That's the inheritance that I'm after. Hallelujah. He's the one who died for me. Look at what else it says in there. You will prosper. You will have good success. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The Lord will not leave you or forsake you. He will be with you wherever you go. These, this is a covenant that God is making. He's made it with his people. He's made it before Moses. And now he's reiterating it. He's saying it again so that Joshua knows and so that the people know. Joshua's the leader. I'm still God. Moses is God. But I'm still your God. Amen. Nothing's changed. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing's changed in your life. Hang on to that. Hallelujah. So look, I'm going to go now in verse 8 and 9. Joshua 1, 8 and 9. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, he's, he's repeating some of the same things, but he, now he's saying to you, this is how it's done. How is it done, church? How's it done? The, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So what is he saying? Man, you should, when you talk, 
man, I, I share this with some of the folks that I work with. I, I'm blessed I work with some brothers in the Lord. And it's neat because sometimes when we're talking back and forth and we're giving testimony back and forth or we're just talking about the Word of God. You know what? It's amazing how when I'm talking about the Word of God with somebody, I'm not thinking about any troubles, the pressure, the stress. It's gone. It's gone. I'm, I'm blessed. Why? Because I'm talking about God. My mind, my heart is on God. In that moment, it, nothing else really matters. I'm talking about my God. The, the word, my word, are spirit and they are life. I'm talking about eternally. I have the, the eternity, uh, the, the spirit of eternity working in me and through me. And as the other person who I'm talking with or the people that we're talking with. It's, it's, it's so awesome the way that that happens. But if you're talking about that and nothing negative is coming out of your mouth or nothing that is, you know, of the world is coming out of your mouth, this is, this is helping your whole disposition. This is part, and, and why? But you shall meditate in it day and night. How can you talk about the word of God if, you're not, if you never think about it? If it's not in part of your soul, if, it's not, if you're not reading it, meditating on it, how could you even speak about it? Because there are many people who speak like they know what the Word of God says, but they don't. And you know, that might give you an, uh, uh, an instantaneous little uplifting, but here, here's, here's what happens when it's not the eternal Word. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. And it's not, it's not a firm foundation. It's not 100% truth. It might make you feel good for the moment. And listen, I, in and of itself, I am not saying that positive reinforcements and stuff like that is, is in and of itself is a bad thing. But now we're talking about the Word of God. We're talking about the covenant that we have with God. We're talking about being able to receive the promises of God and for us to go ahead and fulfill our end of the covenant. Because the covenant is just that, my brothers and sisters, between two parties. See, not one-sided. So how do, how do we get, how does God, the conditions of God's covenant are such, and that's what we're discussing right now. Meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. See, you meditate it on it, you speak it, but that is also empowering you to do it. Because if you're not thinking about it, or if you're thinking about something else and you're speaking about something else, you're not going to walk out the word. You're not going to be able to live to do what he said. Why? Because your mind and your conversation is on something else. Come on now. See, isn't that, that's very simple though, isn't it? Is, did you come here this morning thinking that you were going to be divine revelation? No, 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 seriously. This divine, I, I, just, I could pontificate and say, oh, yo, I was up on the mountain all week and here's what God has told me and I can make, I could dress it up and make it sound really good and blah, 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 and you'll leave that. But my brothers and sisters, listen, it's not this, God is eternal. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This is not going to change. His spiritual, his spiritual laws will be the same. Hallelujah. For when you make your way prosperous, then you will make your way prosperous after you're doing what he has told you to do, when you're walking in what he's told you to do. Then you will have a good success. When? When you're speaking the word, when you're, it's on your tongue, it's on your lips, when it's on your mouth, when you're meditating on the word and you're doing the word. Then you'll be prosperous, you'll have good success. Haven't I commanded you to be strong, be of courage, do not be afraid nor dismayed? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Listen, here's the other thing. Why would the Lord throw that in, in there at the end? Because he knows, my brothers and sisters, just like Jesus said, in this world you're going to have trouble. See, there's going to be challenges. The enemy of your soul is going to try to distract us. There, there's going to be some problems that we have in this world. Some of us are, are, we find ourselves right now maybe in the middle of a bad situation, right? 
And we say, well, what about this covenant? Remember, God said, be strong. Be courageous. Now, listen, when he says dismay, that word dismay, it means don't be crushed. Don't be, don't be thrown aside. Don't be thrown for a loop. It, it means more than just remain confident. It's like don't let something throw you aside. Don't let it throw you off. See, the enemy of your soul and mine is going to go ahead and use some of these everyday occurrences of life to try and throw us off, to distract us. To start to question, and maybe, and, and I told you, I confessed. The Lord took me behind the woodshed weeks ago because my confession was not really good. I was, I was venting too much about all of the stress and the stuff that I've been going through. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, and I'm venting about it and all this instead of saying, Hallelujah! It came to pass. Some of my favorite words in the Bible, it came to pass. This too shall pass. How do, don't, hey, don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't let that problem crush you right now. Don't let that throw you off track because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Ha <laughs> Wherever you go. I've got, yeah, I'm a, I'll get hold of this thing. So Joshua begins his command of all of the people of Israel. And so now, remember now, this whole thing is they're going to cross into the promised land. They've got to cross the Jordan to go into the promised land. So they're on the wrong side, if, if I could say it that way. And so he sends a couple of spies in. Now they're opposite Jericho. When they cross, they're, they're facing Jericho. So Joshua says to go, he sends two spies. He's going to spy the land, especially Jericho, because that's the first place we're going. So the two spies, we know the story, Rahab the harlot, who uh, hid the two spies when they weren't in Jericho, right? so on and so forth. And, and, she did, and she actually gave them some words of wisdom, told them where to hide out, how long to hide out, so on and so forth. Man, that, that's, a pretty, that's an awesome thing. So the two spies, you know, when they go into Jericho, they actually are, you know, she, Rahab, confesses something. She says, we heard of what the Lord did how he took you out of Egypt, how he dried up the Red Sea. We heard about that. Now, everybody on this side of the Jordan, our hearts have melted. We know. Yeah, and then she confesses. She confesses. She says, your God is the God of all the earth. Your God is the God of all the earth. Hallelujah. Well, why did their hearts melt? Why were they all afraid? What were they fearful of? Well, they just had heard that the God of the Israelis parted the Red Sea and swallowed the army of Pharaoh. That got their attention lickety-split in a hurry. We better pay attention. To, see, there, the awesome power of God for his people got their attention right now. So now she says, your God is the God of all the earth. Hallelujah. So she makes that confession. So the spies go back and they say, man, we got this. They're, they're already all afraid of us. We've got this. So they begin to prepare. They, the, the children of Israel, they begin to prepare to, to make this crossing. And so what they do, God is, is given Joshua specific instructions, as you know, and he says, get the Levites and have the Levites carry the Ark of the Covenant and have the um, children of Israel to stay about 2,000 cubits behind them. Uh, if memory serves me, if, given the measure of a cubit, almost a mile. Stay almost a mile behind them and let them go in first. And so he tells them is, you go in first and, when they're, and tell them to walk into the water, just to walk into the water. And so we know what happens. They, they do this just as God told them to do it. They do it. And so when the, and you know what? I love what the Bible says. See, the, the, the Jordan, it wasn't a little river. It wasn't this little brook. 
Because the Bible even was specific and say at that time of year that it's out of its banks. It's flowing, baby. It's out of its banks. So what happens is, as soon as they put their feet, they, the Levites, carrying the Ark of Covenant, the presence of God, which represented the presence of God, as soon as they touch the water, God starts piling up the water. It says that it's piled up in a heap from there on. He raises up the, and it just holds all the water back. And so the Levites hold the Ark of the Covenant in the middle of the Jordan. And all the people of Israel f- go through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Power. You see this power. The Lord tells Joshua, get 12 men, one from each tribe. And before the Levites come out, while they're still holding back, the Lord is still holding back the water, you have each of them go in the middle of the Jordan and get a rock. And now he's not talking about a pebble because it has to be big enough where they'll need to carry it on their shoulders. So you have each of the 12 uh, men, uh, that you, uh, each from a tribe of Israel, grab a rock and bring it out. And Joshua obeyed. And so Joshua received it, and then he went ahead and he told them what to do. And I'm going to read to you a little bit out of uh, Joshua 4, 20 through 24. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel. He spoke to all the people of Israel. When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. And the Lord your God did to, as he did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. That all the peoples of the earth, you hear? All the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Hallelujah. You know what? You see what he's saying? Your children are going to ask you someday, what about that? And here's what you get to tell them. Amen. Hallelujah. See, what are you doing? What, what kind of memorial are we leaving? What, what are we leaving? What, what, what are we leaving? Because right now, a lot of the younger people who are not going to, to the Lord for the rock concerts and the lights and the movie and the programs and all that, those ones that are staying away from the church, they're saying that's because it's full of hypocrites. So what kind of memorial are we leaving? This is, uh, there is there are, come on. Let, let, me, let me just pause right here because I know we got a couple of visitors in here and I don't want you to get the wrong impression. Um, listen. This church is different. <laughs> Look around you. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ who walk not after the flesh but by the Spirit. See, I'm not worried about condemnation. In Christ, I'm not condemned. In Christ, I'm, all, I'm saved. In Christ, the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn me. The enemy of my soul cannot carry me off in the direction that he's going. In Christ, I get conviction. Holy Spirit is burning me. He's burning the dross out of me. I say, I got I to gotta allow the Holy Spirit to do his thing. And in order for that to happen, I got to hear the word, you see. And I got to allow him to go ahead and cut away some of that stuff. Remember, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Mm, hallelujah. I'm going to let him prick my heart, and i got to respond to that. No, 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 no condemnation. He's not condemning me. He's convicting me. 
Because, see, he wants me to be one of those memorial stones. Come on now. He wants some of the kids in my life to see something different about me. But see, my brothers and sisters, because we have gone ahead and we've made church all about something other than what God has intended it to be, because we went ahead and we talked more about, you know, how positive, power of positive this, you know, how great this is and how good you are. And how, no, my brothers and sisters, it's all about Holy Spirit. We've kept the Holy Spirit out of the churches. No, we need the Holy Spirit back in the churches. We need some tongue talking. We need some prophesying. We need some healing. We need, come on now. We need some signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? Those are the memorial stones that say this people is different. Amen. Hallelujah. The power of God. God did not stop being powerful. God, God, God never lost his desire to heal us miraculously. God has never lost his desire to open up blind eyes spiritually and physically. God has never lost his desire to make a lame man or a lame woman walk. God has never lost his desire to heal your diseases. God has never lost his, he's never lost his power to do it either. He's just as powerful now as he was then. Hallelujah. God has not lost his desire to solve every problem that you have. Woo! Man, we need some, but we kicked him out. We kicked the Holy Spirit out. We're going to do it our way. So that's the memorial that we're leaving for our young people. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm about to cut it loose right now. So then we move into chapter 5 because, see, now they're across the Jordan. They've made it across on dry land. They've got some stones that they set up. And now all of a sudden, listen to this. It was when all the kings of the Amorites, all the kings of the Canaanites heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan so the children of Israel could cross over that their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. The power of God was demonstrated because the power of God was all over protecting his people. The power of God was all over making a way for his people to do exactly what he's called them to do. And he did it. And those people, were stood, they stood back. They couldn't say anything anything, they couldn't do anything, their hearts melted. Why? Because of the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The very, now they're camped on the opposite side of the Jordan now, and the very next thing that they do, circumcision. <laughs> See, remember, they were circumcised, the men that came out of Egypt were circumcised but those were the same men that when the spies went in and came back and gave a bad report, they all moaned and cried and complained. So God had a... See, they, wouldn't, they came out of Egypt, but they wouldn't get Egypt out of them. God tried to get Egypt out of them, but they would not let Egypt go. So God had to go ahead and let them drop in the wilderness, and now you've got a younger generation. And now the younger generation, they didn't start off maybe doing that thing. Maybe, you know, that was part of the um, Abrahamic covenant. So now they got to go ahead and they got to go fulfill what God... See, there's a distinction between God's people and everybody else. They're about to go into a land where there's a bunch of other people, all the ites and tites, Havites, Amorites, Canaanites, and tites, and Jebusites, and all the ites and tites are in that land. These people have to be distinctly different. So the circumcision is part of this Abrahamic covenant. Your people are my people. Here's the covenant I'm going to make with you. And on the eighth day, this is what happens to your married children, among other things. Amen? We remember that, right? Amen? All right. I, I can't go further unless you got... Are we there? All right. So this circumcision has to take place because God's people are distinctively different. So I want to remind you of where we were in recent weeks. Romans 2, 28 and 29. 
For he is not a Jew or a person of God. He is not a Jew or a child of God who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew or a believer or a person of God who is one inwardly, and the circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit. (laughs) That of the heart in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. Hallelujah. The circumcision of the heart. That's what makes you distinct from everybody else. Your heart should be different. The heart should be different. Though, listen, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, it's doing something. It's piercing your heart. It's cutting away the hard hardness. It's making, listen, the Holy Spirit is helping that Word to get in your heart where you can truly meditate on the truth day and night and it can have its effect on you. And then like God says, you'll need to meditate on this. You need to get it down on inside of you. You need your consciousness to be about this. Why? Because then you'll be able to walk in it. Amen. Man, oh man. I need another cup of coffee or something. (laughs) Are you distinct? Is there something different? Has your heart... See, my my heart isn't all the way there. God is still cutting away. You know, there's still the Holy Spirit. He's a consuming fire. He's still burning away some dross. He's still cutting. That word of God is still piercing. Amen? Amen? It is, but but it, I, I need to let that happen. I can't deny that. That's the, that's the most important power of the Holy Spirit. See, now, in order for me to have those other gifts, those other manifestations, I've got to let that happen. He's got to be the fire. He's got to be this. He's gotta, i got to let his sword pierce my heart. And then those, see, that, mm, on, then I'm going to be able to give a word. Then, I can, then now I'm qualified to get into the pulpit and speak what thus saith the Lord. Come on! Hallelujah. What kind of memorial are we leaving? Are we letting him work on us that we might give the children, the young people, the right memorial? Hallelujah. So then we move on to chapter 6. Now here's, they're already there. They're they're circumcised. They wait for everybody to heal up. And now God gives uh, uh, Joshua specific instructions. You go out there. You march around that uh, fortified city. You march around those walls. Six days, one time. Don't make a peep. The seventh day, you do it seven times. Then I'm going to make a loud. You have the the, uh, horn sound loud. And then everybody shout. And and man, I'm telling you, just like it said is how it happened. But I want to point out to you one, and it's not going to be up there, so just listen. In Joshua 6, 16 through 18, here's what it says. Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction and all who are in it. Did you hear that? All who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who with her in her house because she hid the messengers that we sent. Verse 18. And you by all means abstain from the accursed things. And you by all means abstain from the accursed things. I said, and you by all means abstain from the accursed things. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Okay, good, because that comes back and bites him, as you know. Lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. They shouted, the walls came down, and they took the city and destroyed everybody. This is the kind of thing that people don't want to hear. It's true. It happened. How could a loving, merciful God do that? How could we, 
as human race turn our backs on a loving, merciful God? Answer that one. I'm going to leave it there. Chapter 7 now. See, that's good. It's all great. It's all, they're in. Awesome. So chapter 7. Joshua says, go look at this next, next city on the list is Ai. Some people say Ai. It's actually pronounced Ai. But whatever you say. Ai, Ai, Ai. Go in there and go and scope it out. So they come back. Say, Listen, this is a small dinky town. This ain't nothing like Jericho. Man, this is not. We only need to take two or 3,000 guys up there. We'll, we'll wrap it up lickety split in a hurry. This ain't nothing. This is light work. Just give me a few men. We'll take care of this. So they go with about 3,000 men. And guess what? They get turned away. And 36 Israelis die running away. They were, they were beaten up by this little town of Ai. My brothers and sisters, so Joshua did what many of us do when things don't go right. He got on his face, him and the elder of Israel, and they started crying out to God. You know, oh God, and, and how could you do this? And why would you, and how could, and well, God, and God, and why would you, and how could you, and what do we you know, do, and all that. But God answered. I love the way God answers this. So the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why do you lie thus on your face? Israel has sinned, and they've also transgressed my covenant. They've transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have, e they have e even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived and they have also put it among their own stuff. My brothers and sisters, I love this. See, when I see language like this, this is the Tony comes out in me and this is what God's saying. Get up! Get, get up! What are you kidding me? Get up! You're coming to me like I did something wrong? I'm the God who keeps covenant. I'm the God who will not go back on his word. Get up! You're going to say that I did something wrong? You're going to accuse me? Get up! <laughs> Hallelujah! Oh, I, it's a little quiet in here. Get up! Where are you? Well, God, you know, it's not supposed to be like this. I heard Joel Osteen say the other. Get up! Get up! He's a covenant keeper. He will not go back on his word. He, will, he is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He will keep his word always. Amen. Hallelujah. So we know what happened. And so, you know, they, God, okay, bring all the children of Israel before me, and we know they whittle it down to Achan. It's Achan, but Achan. So they go ahead and they, they whittle it down to him, and he admits. He finally admits it, and he says, yes, he took a Babylonian robe, and he took some silver and some gold, and he told them where to find it. Right? You go into my tent, and the silver's buried a little deeper. See, he didn't want them. At least, yeah, I don't want you to find some of the stuff, and then that thing's just a little bit buried a little deeper. Just keep going deeper. You're going to find some more. Just keep going deeper. You're going to find a little more. That's hot from the griddle of heaven, I'm telling you. Just keep going deeper. You're going to find a little more. Huh. Somebody needs to hear that. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, so, so, so here's what happens. They take Achan, his whole family, everything he owns, all his livestock, everything. And this is what they do. God sends fire down from heaven and consumes them. No. 
No. All the children of Israel had to stone them to death. Oh my gosh, how terrible is that? You know what? That's put there for a lesson for me and you. See, we're flirting with the accursed things in our lives. And once we find that we have this accursed thing in our life, some of you are finding out this morning that there's some accursed things that you kinda, you, you've allowed yourself some accursed things. You're going to find out before this uh, session is over that you, know, you may have wanted to compromise just a little bit. You've snuggled up and you let, you let some things get a little close to you that are your cursed things, things you know that you shouldn't. God has already convicted you of it, but you think, well, you know, Pastor Tony, you know he, how he is. He's older. You know, he, he's already lived his life. He don't know what it is. No. You're snuggling up to the accursed things. You're allowing some things to get into your... And God wants you to know, this example is, you need to be violent with those accursed things. You need to have those things right out there, right? And you stone it and you kill it. You'd be passionate about, I'm not going there anymore. I want that separated from my life. This is a, per, this is a testimony to you and to me. We need to be passionate about that. Don't come close to the accursed things. What kind of memorial are we making? Could you imagine? So now listen. All those who lived in the tent of Achan, they saw what he did. His kids, his grandkids, or whoever, they saw what he did. Now if God would have allowed that, what kind of memorial are they leaving? I'll tell you the same kind of memorial that we're leaving. My brothers and sisters, God will not allow you and me to compromise and continue to keep His end of the covenant. It doesn't work that way. And I'm not standing here trying to say, well, there's sin in the camp. You all need to get right because that's why you're not blessed and all that. Yeah, all of that is true. But I'm telling you what's more important to me right here, right now, is what we're doing to the young people in and around us right now. See, we're, instead of us giving them, we're so worried about the young people in the church today. We're so worried about the, the you know, we got to go ahead and make things appealing. So we're going to make sure that, you know, the pastors get up there with ripped jeans and, and they get the tattoos all over the place and all that. Am I saying that's all sin? No, I'm not. But I'm saying, what is really, when, when you got the tattoos, see, you got all the tattoos, you got all the piercings, and you got all this other stuff. See, we're making it appeal. See, you could be like that. See, I'll, we got to go to my church. You know, my pastor, he's, like, he's just a regular guy. I don't want a regular guy. I want the anointed guy in that pulpit. Yeah. I don't want to hear, well, you're okay, everything's okay. I want to hear, listen, God loves you, and he's made a way, and here's the way, baby. <laughs> no, not that old way, not that old way, not that way that, you know, you could be like every other swinging monkey in the jungle, and you're going to make it. It does not work that way. You're in covenant with God. God has called you out. He's called you to be distinct among this people of this planet. Hallelujah. That's why we, we melt like butter. If something happens. Oh, no. <laughs> Be strong. Be courageous. Be strong. Be courageous. The Lord your God is with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He loves you. Well, then why is he letting all this bad stuff happen? The bad stuff is happening because you're making some bad decisions. Don't blame him for that. Lord, Lord. Get up! You know what you're supposed to do. Get up! Don't blame me. I'm the covenant keeper. You're the covenant breaker, but I'm not through with you yet. Hallelujah! You, you made a mistake. Now I'm the God who is rich in mercy. <laughs> I let you know what is the problem. Now you do something with it. 
Hallelujah. So now what we're doing, we look at the memorial that we're leaving for the kids. You know, let's have all these programs. Let's have the carnival. Let's have this. Let's have that. Okay, that's fine. Those things in and of themselves are not bad. Let's get them in. Let's, hey, in a, in a more mild way, hey, the Utes and our, uh, well, we have this car wash. I hope the Utes invite their friends and they come here, they have a good time because then when they go to the Ute class, they're going to hear the Word of God. Amen. Then when they come to church on Sunday, they're going to hear the Word of God. Amen. It may not be what they like. That's why we've got plenty to see. Come on, baby. we got room. But, but my brothers and sisters, it's what will save them. Right. It's what will bless them. Amen. It's what will make them heaven bound. Because if you go ahead and you continue to listen to all of these other things, and all the, man, if you adhere to the doctrine and to the theology that's being preached by these celebrity pastors, you're going to die in your sins and trespasses. And you will have no excuse. Says it right here. Hallelujah. says it right here. Now, I know that this isn't the kind of preaching that fills churches. I know that. How do I know that? Look! No. This is the kind of preaching and teaching that gets you to heaven. This is the kind of teaching and preaching that keeps you in covenant with God. Me and you, we need to know this. We need to know that God loves you. He's a covenant keeper. And when something's going wrong, I know who didn't break the covenant. So let me look here. What kind of memorial am I leaving as, a, as, a, as an individual? Lord, search me. This is David. Search me and see. Lord, search me. So now look, I don't want anybody walking out of this place and woe is me and I'm doing some, I must be doing all of these things wrong because, you know, things in my life are, what about the things in your life? Let's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. What about the things in your life? Is it because things aren't what you expected them to be? Or because you didn't get every little thing that you wanted? Are you like that little kid at Christmas? You didn't get everything on your Christmas list, so all of Christmas is ruined? So you mean to tell me it didn't go exactly like you want? So now you're going to be depressed and, you know, God is just that way. God is harsh or God is... You know what? God is not going to give you anything that's going to lead to your destruction. So some of those things that you want... Some of the things that you're praying for, that position that you're praying for, that next job, that next house, that next car, that next this, that next that, that might be the thing that leads to your destruction. Right. See, God loves you too much to treat you like the little spoiled baby you want to be. Amen. If God loved me, this would have happened by now. God loves you. You know how I know that? I'm smart. No, you know how I know that? He died on a cross for you. God does love you. Already proved it. Already proved it. Hallelujah. God loves you. God loves you. But he loves you so much, he's not going to bless you with things that will curse you. And he's certainly not going to allow you the accursed thing, the thing that he knows is going to destroy you. See, what God was saying to them, if you go in there and you start having your eyes on those things, it's going to destroy you. It's going to kill you. So look, let's fix this right away. When you get in there, before you start mixing and mingling with it, get rid of it. See, my brothers and sisters, it's, some of us, it's a little bit too late. And I don't mean too late in the sense that nothing can be done about it. I mean it's too late and all, we've already mixed and mingled. So if you've already mixed and mingled with it, now here, God is saying something to you this morning. It's time, listen, that you don't go to the right, and that's my right, and you don't go to the left. 
But you stay on that course that He's laid before you. Amen. And those things that you think you need, hmm, they're going to suddenly go by the wayside. And all of a sudden, the things that you know you need, God will present to you. And those, less than your prayers are going to line up with His will for your life. My brothers and sisters, is, that, is it that easy? Yes, it's that easy. It's that easy. We make it hard because we, we went ahead and lean to the, what the flesh is saying or, or to what the culture and society is telling us. That's what he's saying. You're going into these lands where you have all of these other cultures and all of these other beliefs. I'm, they're not in covenant with me. They've already rejected me. So now when you go in there, man, you have to go ahead and you have to get rid of all that, destroy all of that. Otherwise, it will destroy you. My brothers and sisters, do not snuggle up with the accursed thing. Do not... Listen, don't compromise. Because we've done that, now we're not seeing these mighty works of God amongst us. Jesus. We've allowed, you know, uh, the, 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 the desire to fill seats is greater than the desire to please God, to preach the whole counsel of God. And see, if I've been in, uh, not too long ago, and a couple of times I've been in a church that's, You know, there'd been some, a tongue came out. And the pastor had to spend time not apologizing. Now, I understand to a degree, and I have respect for that to a degree, but at the same time, it's sad to me. Because now it's almost like you have to explain this so that people don't get afraid, or because it happens so little that it has to be explained. Because you're not used to seeing it happen. Ha, a little quiet. A little quiet. Let me tell you, honestly, if I was given a bad diagnosis, I'm coming to you Amen. first. Amen. I'm going to God. I'm praying to God, but I'm going to come to you. I'm going to get my brother John up to pray with me. I'm going to get my sister Catherine to pray. I'm going to get my brother Mike. I'm going to get Christine. I'm going to get all y'all, my, my wife. I'm going to get all y'all to pray for me. Amen. We're getting, I'm getting a hold of God. You know that? I don't trust doctors more than I trust God. Now, I'm not telling you don't go to the doctor. That's not what I'm saying, so please don't misread me. I'm saying to, to me, I am going to God. I'm going to God, and I'm going to say, search me, Lord. Because I want to come in here with a testimony, you see. I've already testified. I told you, I there was a lump on me that was growing, and it started to get painful. I didn't tell that one until it was already gone. It changed my prayer life. I was praying, praying, praying about it, but then one day when that thing started getting bigger and it started hurting, I said, okay, now the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. I believe in Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals me. Hallelujah. Gone. Gone. And now she knows, but I can say it's gone. So she, come on now. Are you with me? Listen, I'm nobody special. Well, he loves me a little more than you, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> let me preach this. No, listen, 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 listen. That's a testimony. That is a testimony. But you have testimonies as well. Right? Whether it's healing in your body, whether it's financial, whether it's, you know what, Lord, I, I, you know, I prayed before a test one time. I, I just, I, I passed the test. Well, that, that, that sounds like goofy, Tony. Like, no, I studied, but I was nervous about it. Lord, give me confidence. Take courage. Be strong. Don't be dismayed. 
Hallelujah. He's a covenant keeper. What kind of memorial are we leaving? Hallelujah. He is the God who heals me. He's not willing that I should snuggle up to the accursed thing because he doesn't want me to be cursed by it. That's all this is. God, did, listen, when, when those people, when, when, when they got run off by the people at IE, was God punishing them? No. God told them very simply, here's what you do, and here's what I will do. Here's what you do in order for me to, 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 to go before you, in order for me to, to have your front and your back and your side, in order for me. Listen, here's what you do. You, you keep the law. And when you keep the law, no one's going to be able to stand before you. They did not keep the law, and the men of AI were able to run them off. Was God punishing them? No. God told them, this is what happens as a result. I'm telling you ahead of time. My brothers and sisters, that's all this is. It's not about, you know, I made the wrong decision and God's going to punish me. No, God is saying, I'm telling you what to do. Amen. Do you have, what memorial stones are you planting for your children, for your brothers, your sisters, your loved ones, those who are close to you, for the people in your community? What memorial stones are you gathering? What, what, what monument are you building? Hallelujah. I want to come in here. I want the power of God to move so great among us that people are coming here not to hear me speak. To get healed. To get saved. To hear a word from the Lord. To be loved on. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what this church is. That's what we should be. That's what church is supposed to be. And so we're letting the kids dictate how we do church. And if you're a young person, uh, you've got a young one there. We've got a couple of young ones back there. Young ones right in the front. And so some, now if I didn't point you out, that doesn't mean I think you're old. So let me just go ahead and rewrite. I'm going to just go ahead. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is what we've done is we've tried to um, take the culture and move it into the church, which I'm not saying anything differently than I've said before, but now my brothers and sisters, that's, we got it backwards. Right. We're supposed to be setting up the memorial for the young people to see, but we can't do that. Why? Because we've kicked the Holy Spirit out, and there's no powerful memorial stones that we can raise. So here, I'm saying to you, my brothers and sisters, and if you consider yourself a member of this church and if you want to be awesome, but here's, the, here's what I'm saying. What we need to do in this church is we need to be getting the power of God memorial stones. We need to, we need to start putting up these stones that, that, listen, that speak to the power of God flowing through us. Not how talented our singers are, what a good drummer we have. It's not, it's not about that. Not the talent that we have out there, the, the smart people that we have in the media center. It's not all about that. Do we need that stuff? Yeah, sure, that's good. It's fine. But I would trade all of that plus for God to move, for Holy Spirit to move among us. You know what? I'd love for us, to, I'm going to pray tomorrow night at 645, anybody who wants to come. You know what I'd love? I'd love, I'd love for us to pray tomorrow night and, we, and the Lord shakes the place just like he did for the first church you gather together and you pray and you say God make us more bold 
Lord, thank you. I've been suffering this week. I've got people who don't even want to be around me anymore because I love you, because I'm not doing the things that I used to do. I'm not, listen, I, I, I'm not going to go ahead and, and, and allow myself to drink a little wine, go down to the bar. Well, they're having the big, you know, this, this party because of, you know, football season's all in gear now. We got to go. We have these draft parties, and we do this, and we do that. Don't allow my... Ah. We want to do that. We want to tip a few. We want to go ahead and do this, do that, do the other thing. And then we're expecting that God is going to move powerfully among us. No, no more, God. Listen, here's what I want, God. I want to follow you. Here's what I want, God. I want you to be number one in my life. And I want you now to go ahead and instruct me, lead me, guide me. Holy Spirit, that's what you do for me. And I'm going to follow you. Hallelujah. I don't want to compromise. But now, the more I follow, the more I do, the doo-doos, and stay away from the accursed thing, I just got a feeling that he doesn't love them more than he loves us. The things that he did mightily and powerly, powerfully back then, he will do now. Amen. Hallelujah. Just stay away from the accursed thing. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the praise team to come back. Come on, praise team, come on up.